This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Today's show is sponsored by Acura. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay, second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Wednesday, Ceviche Wednesday, December 13th. And today's pod is the best one yet, Jack. Oh, this is feeling like a T-boy, man. The top three pop business news stories you need to know today. But first, Jack, can we share a little appreciation for the Yetis out there, my friends? Thanks to everyone who shared their favorite stories of the year with us. We're still taking requests at T-BoyPod on Instagram and Twitter. Send us your favorite stories of the year. We might include them in next week's bonus pods. Hit us up at T-BoyPod. Jack, first story for today's show, what do we got? For our first story, it's the Hallmark Channel. Get this. They made 40 new Christmas movies just for this year. So we're looking at Hallmark's holiday movie biz, which has the greatest ROI in all of Hollywood. For our second story, it's Google. Google was just told by a jury that their app store is illegal. And Google's app store is the 15th most profitable business in America. And our third and final story, we're strolling down to the World Excel Championships, which just wrapped up in Las Vegas. Jack and I are checking out the spreadsheet industry that the entire world depends on. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. Just a fantastic mix of stories, Jack. Great mix of stories. Right before the holidays, though, we're about to get the worst kind of inflation. Oh, the worst kind of inflation. What is it again, man? Flavorflation. Flavorflation. It's the worst inflation. When a company saves money by keeping the price the same, but watering down the recipe. <laughs> the price is the same. The taste is not. Get this, Yetis. A study last year found that 37% of food brands changed their recipe. 37% of food brands swapped out ingredients like a Las Vegas card dealer. Yeah, was that a Twix bar or a Trix bar? It's Laffy Taffy, it, like tasty so offy, Jack. Because when the cost of a company's ingredients go up, they can raise the price. That is inflation. Or they can shrink the size. That is shrinkflation. Or they can change the ingredients. That is flavorflation. Did they just swap out hazelnuts for bottom shelf peanuts? I mean, Jack, I'm pretty sure they changed the extra virgin olive oil <laughs> for just like regular virgin olive oil. Is this milk chocolate with cow milk or mule milk, Nick? It's actually a condensed <laughs> concentrated dairy substitute milk product, Jack. Product, that's key. They don't call it milk. They called it milk product. You can 
can smell the mule milk a mile away, Jack. Because, Yetis, you're more likely to get mad if the ice cream company raises the price of a pint by a dollar. You're less mad if the ice cream company switches out the regular milk for some mule milk. So, Yetis, if those Dippin' Dots taste a little different this year. That Kit Kat's tasting a little questionable. You know who to blame. Flavorflation. The only inflation that upsets your wallet and your stomach. It's a double dip. It's a double whammy. Hey, Flavor Flav! <laughs> Let's hit our three stories. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea that caused a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel, just unleashed 40 new movies for the holidays this year. Guess what? Hallmark movies may have the best ROI in all of Hollywood. Are we just going to say the best or maybe the best? What do you think we should go with? I think it's the best Let's ROI. Let's go with the best, Jack. Let's man. go with the best. <laughs> Yetis, the Hallmark movie. It is the comfort food of media. Hallmark movies are easy to make and they're easier to digest. They're very wholesome. They're like the yams of the movie industry. You know? And they're psychologically effective in this moment. It's a predictable story structure in an unpredictable world. After all, you can't control the war in Ukraine. But you are 100% sure that that Hallmark heroine is going to end up with the hero. And if you don't have a Hallmark movie playing in the background, did you even buy a Christmas tree? A girl moves back to small town, runs into boy at Lumberjack Farm. They end up at the pie making contest and then they save the family farm and the pie and the company. You've seen this movie. I don't care doesn't know my middle name. I love him. Yeah, it is. Nick and I jumped in T-Boy style further to the business of the Hallmark movie. Julie, what brings you back from the big city? And we discovered that Hallmark created the most scalable content in all of media. The most scalable content in all of media. Because yet he's for the sixth straight year, Hallmark produced 40 movies for the month of December. The Hallmark Channel has 40 new movies you're going to see all month long. I mean, this is more than Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious, man. How are they keeping this up? Nick, the Hallmark Channel produced nearly twice as many movies this year as Disney did. Yeah, these Hallmark is whipping out full-length feature films faster than Tom Cruise these days. Like The Christmas Proposal. Enchanted Christmas and the secret gift of Christmas. Are you noticing a theme here? They basically throw a dart at a Christmas word dartboard, and that's how they're coming up with the movies right now. All of those movie titles are actually movies they debuted this month. Plot twist, we're doing a Hanukkah movie, Jack. Catch me if you claws, because there's bonus points if there's a pun in the title. Ding, 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 let's make a sequel. And the key for the Hallmark Channel is low costs. Right, it's all about the cost, because each Hallmark movie costs only $2 million to produce. Can I sprinkle on some context? Actually, sprinkle on some snow and then some context, Jack. Netflix spent $2 million on a single scene from a single episode from a single season of The Crown. $2 million bucks. That's like Netflix's snack budget for crumpets. And Hallmark spending $2 million per movie. Oh, the other key that helps Hallmark keep the cost down for every single movie? They do their movie production in Canada, where it's snowing in August. And it's not just snowy. It's pretty cheap up there to hire a few hockey players as extras. <laughs> So Yetis, Hallmark keeps the cost super low for all these holiday movies, but also they're getting huge viewership for these holiday movies. According to Nielsen, 80 million households view a Hallmark movie at some point over the holidays. 80 million households are watching Hallmark and odds are you're multitasking watching Hallmark right now. Now we should point out, December 
it's really the time of the year for Hallmark. Like the rest of the year, viewership is way lower. Oh, and Jack, we also should point out, point out that overall Hallmark viewership is down 20% from five years ago. Yeah, Hallmark Channel Plus didn't have a great launch. But there's just something in that magical pie-making competition pie that helped Jack and I come up with a takeaway. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at the Hallmark Channel? The Hallmark movie may have the highest ROI in all of Hollywood. A uh, record scratch, Hallmark does have the highest ROI in all of media. Because the Hallmark Channel makes a third of all their revenues during the holiday season. Jack and I did the math on it. That is $350 million in revenues from Santa loving stories over the holidays. So, Let's figure out the return on investment of all that holiday Christmas cheer. Here are the numbers. Hallmark is bringing in 350 million bucks on 40 movies, which equates to $9 million in revenue per a movie. And if each movie costs $2 million to produce, that's a return of four and a half X per movie. Sit down, stand up, and love the one you're with. Yetis, that is four and a half X return on a $2 million investment. That is fantastic. And that's double the return that Netflix makes on their original content. So the way Jack and I see it, Hallmark may have found the most magical formula in all of media. Big City Girl comes back to the hometown and sparks that flame with that high school sweetheart. Hallmark movies. They're getting the kind of financial ROI that would make mistletoe jealous. For our second Christmas tree, I'm sorry, for our second story, a jury just ruled that Google's App Store is, get this, um, illegal. It's bad news for Google and Apple, but what does that mean for you? Yeah, it is. In order to tell this story, we got to go back three years ago. What was happening then, Jack? That's when Epic Games went to court with one demand. Free Fortnite. Yes, Epic, the video game company, had one of the most popular games in the world, Fortnite. But they had a problem with you playing Fortnite. Every dollar Fortnite made was subject to the app tax. Ah, the app tax. Every time you download an app, Apple or Google take 15 to 30% of all the revenue made by that app. That's called the app tax. And Epic argued it's unfair and it's unjust. It's a secret tax on all the internet. Well, here's the news, Yetis. A jury, um, agrees with that statement. Yeah, they agree with what Epic said. Yeah, they don't like this whole app tax thing that Google and Apple have been pulling off. Google was found guilty this week of violating antitrust laws with their app store practices. So next year, a judge is going to decide how to fix this app tax injustice. How to bring justice to Fortnite. But Yetis, here's what Jack and I found fascinating about this story. This case has revealed the size and the profitability of the two app stores in our world. They're like app countries. These are app continents, Jack. Because the app store on iPhone and the Google Play store on Android they control $200 billion of spending each year. And like a mob boss patrolling the neighborhood, Apple and Google take a 15% cut of everything coming in and out of that app store. And how much is 15% of $200 billion a year? Well, Jack, let's whip out the whiteboard here. That equates to $30 billion in app taxes for Apple and Google. That's $15 billion each for Google and for Apple. All right, now, Jack, now we've got to share the wild statistic we discovered about this number. That $15 billion the app stores make, that would make the app store the 15th most profitable company in America. Now, Yetis, you may have known that Apple was already the number one most profitable company in the entire world. But did you know that one of their apps, the app store, if it were a company, 
would be the 15th most profitable company in America. We repeat, the App Store app would be the 15th most profitable company in America. Double click to confirm that payment. Face ID accepted. <laughs> so Jack, <laughs> what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Apple and Google? What does app justice look like? Just let people pay with a credit card. Let's say you're using your phone or your, uh, your TV right now. Let's say you download the Hulu app to watch a holiday movie and you try to subscribe. You'll notice that you can't enter your credit card. No, if you click subscribe, an app store window is going to pop up. And that's the toll booth. That's Apple taking a 15% fee on whatever app you're about to buy or download. Apple and Google have very strict payment requirements. They don't let you pay any other way than through their toll booth. Well, all that Fortnite wanted to do three years ago was have the ability for gamers to enter payment information directly and not go through the app store. And in a post-app tax future, the judge is probably going to force Apple and Google to let Fortnite do exactly that. So besties, when you hear free Fortnite or when you're just any app out there that's trying to sell in the app store, what they really want, what they really mean is let people enter their credit card. Let people enter the three-digit number on the back of their cards. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her? It's protect her. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we'll that. Listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500 500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500 500. Canva. Yeah, it is. In sports as in business, if you look good, you feel good, and you'll play good. That's why we love Canva. It's simply the best online graphic design software we've ever used. Neither one of us are designers, and yet both of us have created beautiful designs for our business using Canva. We designed our merch on Canva. We designed our social posts on Canva. We designed the signs for our T-Boy Live show on Canva. True story. Oh, and Canva isn't just for startups or entrepreneurs either, because 90% of Fortune 500 companies now use Canva. But it definitely is for startups like us, the T-Boy Podcast Media Company. Our creative director literally said... She cannot live without Canva. And we believe her. It'll make your business look good, which will make you feel good, and you'll perform better. So Yeti, start designing today at canva.com. Canva, designed for work. For our third and final story, we just got the winner of the annual Excel Spreadsheet World Championships. That's right. Excel Spreadsheets are now a sport because Excel is the wheel of finance. Yeah, as we are down on the floor. Welcome back. This is Nick and Jack here. We got the play-by-play. -play. What's going on, Jack? Are you ready for conditional formatting? Yeah, is. This is the Super Bowl of spreadsheets, and it's going down over in Las Vegas. Two-time world champion Andrew the Annihilator Knee takes the stage to defend his crown. I think, Jack, I think it's more of a, like, it's a little more throaty. It's the Annihilator. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Brandon B. Money Moyer and 16 challengers want to steal the Annihilator's title. Yet is here was the competition. Those 16 contestants had to solve complex quantitative challenges using Excel on stage. And the whole audience in the stands, yes, there were stands, by the way, <laughs> yeah, there were. got to watch their screen live as they executed formulas and made a mistake or two. If you're using a mouse, then you're not correctly using Excel, right, Jack? <gasps> Nick, did he just hard code that cell instead of link to the other sheet? I can't tell, Jack, because Clippy was in the way. He jumped on the screen. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. Well, yet he's the winner was Andrew Nee. He gets $3,000, a trophy, and a belt for good measure. But yet he's, Jack and I were looking at the situation here, and, um, Microsoft Excel is the only software program with an international competition. It's the only software program that's become a competitive sport. Because this is the software program that's holding up the world's financial system. Excel was launched in 1985. It was almost launched under the name Mr. Spreadsheet, but we're glad it wasn't launched with that name. <laughs> 20 years later, Google zucked Excel hard. They came out with their own version of a spreadsheet called Google Sheets. But today, 80% of business people still use the OG. They still use Microsoft Excel. And Microsoft Excel is the only software program to truly cross social boundaries. Because if you think about it, people use Excel to process a corporate quarterly TPS report. But then you're going home and you're using Excel to track your wedding invite list. Yeah, and track who you sent thank you cards to for the wedding gifts you got. Sorry, Jack, Excel just updated me that Aunt Nana, she still owes us that gift. But you also got pinged by your CFO that your formula was missing a digit. Yeah, he's added it all up. And today, Excel is the backbone of Microsoft's office suite of services. And that's Microsoft's flagship business software and their most reliable profit puppy. But yet, he's Jack and I noticed that Excel is actually the backbone of something much bigger. It's the backbone of our takeaway. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Microsoft Excel? Microsoft Excel is the wheel of finance. But unlike the cavemen, Microsoft patented that wheel. <laughs> yeah, they did. Funny thing in our research, Eddie's, there's very little history about the Excel spreadsheet business. Like it was invented in 1985 and it's been around for 40 years, but like that's it. There's really not much press about Excel's spreadsheets, really. And when you step back, that actually makes sense because Microsoft Excel has barely changed. And yet it remains the most important part of the world's most fundamental software package, Microsoft Office. Microsoft Excel is the wheel of finance because a majority of businesses track their numbers in Excel. The way we see it, for 40,000 years, humans haven't had to make a change to the wheel. And for 40 years, Microsoft hasn't had to make a change to Excel. Because Excel is the wheel of finance, the patented wheel of finance. That's why they've even got their own world championship competition. Jack, can you some product the takeaways for us for Ceviche Wednesday? Hallmark's 40 new movies for this holiday season will bring in a 4.5x return. That is the best ROI in all of Hollywood. For our second story, Google's App Store was found guilty of violating antitrust rules. So what do app developers want? They want the option for you to enter a credit card. And our third and final story. The Microsoft Excel Spreadsheet World Championships just wrapped up in Las Vegas. Because Excel is the wheel of finance.
But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, the New York Times hired a director to manage the paper's embrace of artificial intelligence. If a bot eventually writes an article for the New York Times, this guy will decide how. And second, Netflix is going deeper into live sports. Next year, they're going to have a live sports event on Netflix. That'll be tennis. The Netflix slam. It's happening in Las Vegas between Rafael Nadal and Carlos Alcaraz. And finally, Google just shared its annual year in search. Your top searches of 2023. Most searched food was Bimibop. The most searched athletic team was Inter Milan. And the most searched definition was Riz. If you have to Google Riz, you got no Riz. Jack, can you give us the definition of Riz again? No. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Now time for the best fact yet. This one whipped up by Jack and me because we had a wild update to yesterday's story, didn't we, Jack? Remember Shohei Otani is being paid $700 million over 10 years to play for the LA Dodgers? He got the biggest contract in sports history to play baseball for the Dodgers. Well, he's reportedly deferring almost all of that income until after he's done playing for the Dodgers. Yetis, get this. The Dodgers are paying him just $2 million a year today so that they have money to build the team around him. It's a classic buy now, pay later situation in baseball. He's basically giving up money right now so that the team can be better. It's like the nicest thing we've ever heard of. And he's not charging the Dodgers interest for the 10-year delay of his payment. Yeti, Shohei Otani's probably going to be living in like a one-bedroom studio in South Santa Monica. Yeah, $2 million a year in L.A.? That's like basically middle class. Uh, Shohei Otani, he's not buying drinks tonight, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> but he is hitting dingers. Yetis, you look fantastic today. And remember, if you try some, I don't know, some Yule milk, let us know how it tastes. Did you say Mule milk? I did say Mule milk. I thought you said Yule milk. I must have been watching a Hallmark movie. Oh, I think you saw the one where the couple meets while milking the same mule. It's a classic. It's a classic, Jack. Even Hallmark has flavorflation. Yetis, enjoy the holiday movies. Enjoy the Mule milk. And Jack and I will see you tomorrow. And before we go, a happy birthday to Yeti Mark Lenneville, who's celebrating that birthday on a four-mile walk in Missouri, just like every day. Happy birthday to Miles Gregory, who's celebrating in a natural hot spring. And Franz Plum, happy 29th birthday down in San Jose Sharks. Happy birthday to Allison Campbell, who's celebrating a big 30 in Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> Hoboken? <laughs> the fastest? <laughs> Hoboken, New Jersey. Sorry, Allison. And congratulations to Evan Roberts and the Indian Palos, who just won the Midwest Rugby Championship. Happy three-year anniversary to Rayoon and Joanne Wang in London, England. And Sarah Orman and Andres Garvado are celebrating a one-year anniversary over in Portland, Oregon. Congratulations to Katie Hennessy, who's celebrating a new job as Director of Commercialization at PepsiCo. And Matthew Kreutzer just got promoted at work in Indianapolis long overdue. And well-deserved. And Fen Chen just started a newsletter in Taipei, Taiwan, and it's called Fantastic. Congratulations to Christian Barraza, who's graduating from Northern Arizona University. And Carlos Moran and Betty Moran both just graduated from Cal Baptist University. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-boy. Celebrate the wins, especially in Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> This is Jack. I own stock of Netflix and Disney, and Nick and I both own stock of Apple.
Are mules all male too? Uh, that makes it even better. That makes it even better. <laughs> I don't think so. Aren't they like uh, half horse? Half, I thought half they were donkey? like bred to be. I'm thinking of something else then. A mule is the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse. Okay, yes, they can have female ones. Oh, you know what it is? I don't think they can pre reproduce. I don't think two mules can like have a baby. Oh, there's no purebred mules? <laughs> Which then, that does make sense. You wouldn't produce milk. This is amazing. Just amazing job on mule. <laughs> you really found a, an agriculturally hilarious Gem. double entendre. <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business.